0: and welcome back to the demon podcast my name is andy and after a, a week of being left out in the cold the d's are back in the eight and our 2020 destiny is firmly in our hands uh, with four rounds left to go uh, joining me tonight a uh, long time demon uh contributor uh george good evening george how are you
1: good evening andy good evening everyone and welcome to the demon land podcast where like alan iverson we have all the answers uh
0: also joining us tonight a longtime caller to the show bim man good evening bim man good evening Demon Landers, andy and george boys uh before we uh go on um i just want to do some housekeeping uh we do love hearing uh, from you, Demon landers if you'd like to join the program tonight to discuss anything that we talk about give us a call zero three nine zero one six three triple six or you can skype us at demon land 31 If you're listening to the show live, you can uh, join us in the chat room where you can ask questions or post comments. Just head over to demonland.com slash podcast. If you're listening to the show at your leisure via SoundCloud on demonland.com or via an Apple or Android podcasting app, give us a subscribe uh, to the podcast. You'll receive updates when a new show drops. Don't forget, leave us favorable reviews. Uh, It does help more people find us. We're on Spotify and Stitcher as well, so you can get the show that way too. Go to Demonland.com, find your preferred links uh, to your preferred uh, listening method. You can join us uh, on Facebook, facebook.com slash 31 Twitter at Demonland, Instagram at demonland 31 or on YouTube, just search for Demonland Podcast, and you can listen to some of the interviews we've conducted with current and past players and coaches. If you love talking about the D's 24-7 like we do, uh, join up to Demaland.com and chat with other D's fans about the this great club now boys uh with that all out of the way um you know it, it certainly wasn't a pretty game in fact at times it was uh downright uh ugly <laughs> to watch uh you know there was a cavalcade of costly turnovers throughout the match uh, and w- once again uh, you know we were smashed in the clearances uh we had standout efforts from Stephen may and christian petrarca uh that should be applauded uh you know there was some telling individual efforts in the last two minutes of the game uh, you know from lever spargo hibbard viney oliver langdon tomlinson um, uh, Salem uh, Oscar McDonald as well uh, for you, B man. They all threw themselves at the contest and you know just to, deny, to not deny the opposition the ball. Um, you know, and we've been on the receiving end of some many close losses, and I just kept expecting you know a very Melbourne result uh, as they were going forward in the end uh, and that snag one in the end, uh, but they didn't. We won uh, a B man. Uh, how were your nerves uh, in those last few minutes?
2: Um, you mentioned a few weeks ago you had your heart rate um, yes. uh, phone on or some such and uh, I did not have didn't any happen. fancy electronic devices fortunately because I would have broken it. my, I was surprised <laughs> how fast my heart was beating and um, you know, not that it matters, it's just a game of footy but
0: uh, <laughs> it does matter, anyone listening matter. to the show in their leisure, um, it does matter.
2: (laughs) Yes, well, yes, I was being facetious and my family left me well alone. And um, yeah, I I was super excited in the last, uh, um, afterwards, but super stressed in that whole second half, actually. It wasn't, the last two minutes was just the uh, the sort of reverse icing on the cake.
0: And George, uh, how was was your heart rate going uh, in those last few minutes of the game?
1: Yeah, certainly in those last two minutes, I was the same as probably every other demon supporter. But um, in, in the uh, in the first quarter, my sister-in-law, who's a uh, nominal St Kilda supporter, texted me and she said there are two teams out there capable of losing in the last quarter. Unfortunately, it was her team rather than ours. So um, uh, given the turnovers during the game, it was a Pretty um, uh, astute observation, even early in the game, but uh, glad to get over the line in the end.
0: But given our, our history uh, with against St Kilda, uh, we don't usually win those games. I remember a game uh, out at, um, at, at Marvel Stadium or whatever it was called back in those days, uh, where we coughed it up after being in front with a few seconds to go. So I was just Mm. expecting a very Melbourne result uh, and fortunately that didn't happen. Um, Well, let's talk about some of those individual efforts, Um, Stephen May, uh, what an outstanding performance from him, perhaps his best uh, in the red and blue, I think I said that last week, uh, but this one was even better, 22 disposals, an incredible nine marks, uh, of which uh, six were intercept marks, he had uh, 12 intercept possessions in total, Um, uh, uh, George, I'll start with you, how many first round picks would you give up for him now?
1: uh i think i think that game has put paid to all the queries about um may's selection um yeah he was fantastic it's a very good reason why he got the 10 coaches votes uh, ahead of petrarca in this game um he he held us together in and and the rest of you know his backline team he held us together in those. Um, early parts of the game and later in the game as well. Um, yeah, that, that was definitely the best game that I've ever seen him play, and and his kicking as, was superb as well. It wasn't just the intercept marks; it was clearing that zone to set up the work, uh, the opportunities down the field. He was he was just first class. Like I said, Ten, ten coaches voted for a very good reason
0: and big man your thoughts on uh, Stephen May
2: as I said last week he's fast becoming one of my favourite Demons and um, I was speaking to a mate during the week and we are trying to think when was the um, last game of that quality from a true fullback at the Demons and again Sean White um, you know, perhaps I've yep. missed one or two, but Sean White played a game, I remember, out of VFL Park that was just incredible and um, and Danny Hughes played a couple of brilliant games as well, but it was right up there and uh, as George said, it's sort of underrated to an extent, but his kicking was super important because getting over that zone, uh, the zone that they were putting up was no easy um, task and uh, I would love that he was confident to take that kick to the corridor a couple of times and, you um, um, cross the ball we did one i think to Langdon where he kicked it flushed the ball but had to to get it full you know probably a 50 55 meter kick, kick um, to switch to the fat side and uh, it was just a, a beautiful kick he's um, and he's got a great technique uh, i don't think he you know he didn't seem to miss one or night he might have uh, turned it over a couple of times but um, he was just a wall wasn't he
0: yeah, an absolute absolute wall. Uh, couldn't get past him. gave uh, gave young uh, King an absolute uh, lesson uh, in footy. Uh, even though the commentators kept talking up King that uh, he was just uh, uh, one mark, a couple of touches at a footy, <laughs> ready to take you know start clunking marks. But Stephen May absolutely showed him up. Um, Christian um uh, didn't have huge stats, uh, but those four goals. Um, uh, were absolutely match winning. Uh, what a what a better team to do it uh, to than the team that overlooked you. Uh, I'm not sure track is uh, thinking about that anymore, but uh, I, I certainly am. <laughs> uh, but and let's let's talk about uh, that last goal. Uh, say what you will about uh, goal line technology and the controversy. I, I have no problem with the umpire goal umpire's decision. He was standing right there. He had the best view of that possible. He called it a goal. Um, what do you guys think, uh, George? Um, uh, and I might ask you this question: Would you be livid uh, if the situation ha- had been reversed? Uh, not, uh, no, no, not, not the goal had been reversed. That if if uh, we had been on the receiving end of that exact same thing, I guess. I guess you can. I can ask you that.
1: Um, I think you're asking the wrong person about umpires' calls. <laughs> They're usually poor, in my book. Um, in this case, though, fantastic. Um, Look, the the umpire was quite literally less than two meters away from where the ball was, and all the all the commentary and all the um, the, the media have put into it. Forget that that um, he was right there, and the best they're looking at is on a television screen. Um, <clears throat> I looked at it again and again and again today, and quite frankly, I couldn't see where he was supposed to have touched it. Um, the the second bounce of the ball was well and truly over the line, and I think he I think he managed might might have managed to get. A touch on it after that, but it was uh, even from the front-on view, it was um, it was clearly over the line. And so, in, in those ones, you take it. Um, there are plenty of other wrong decisions during the game, but that one I think was was perfectly perfectly right. Um, it's easy to forget, you know. People people get all excited about this, and um, that. But I think Patraka's um, best work was done early on in the game with those two um, two early goals, you know, that he was kicking from outside 60 in the first one and a strong mark from the second one. I think those were more telling in the context of the game um, that um, accurate kicking goals on the scoreboard early really put, put the Saints right behind the ball. So, um, yeah, his work, um, I, I prefer his work in the first quarter rather than the last. And, and even that one in the last, we were still ahead at that point. So if it had been reversed, we'd, we would have been five points up and the ball's still at our end of the ground. So <clears throat> you can't say that St Kilda were cheated out of it. They they may well have lost the game by a further um, one point.
0: Big man?
2: <clears throat> the um, There was a couple of um, James Brayshaw uh, calls that he loves a big call and on that one he he exclaimed umpire's call is everything in this game and i thought that's a pretty big call um and before that with king he said the sky is literally the limit um uh, king and um uh on that one i was amazed First, I was confused why he wasn't paid that mark. I mean, that's a mark in yeah. 1900, <laughs> um, where if there's any confusion about the ball being touched by the defender, if the forward marks it. It's a mark almost every time. Um, and arguably, he could have been paid a free kick for over the shoulder immediately afterwards. His strength to release that ball was um, and get it onto his foot was just incredible because um, who was on him? Who was it? It wasn't memory, was it? No, it can't have been memory no. on him. But um, he, they all look the same, those Saints. Um, But his strength to hold him off and get that kick off. The other thing I thought was fantastic was the um, the break it took to the right. Shane Warner is very happy with that. So um, I, for my, I, I don't know, obviously I'm hopelessly biased. But I'm, at, during the night, I, it looked to me as it went over. Um, so as George said, the guy with the umpire was right there. I mean, who's got the better angle on that? He's crouched over that. Um, and, you know, even if that was called a point, we could have trapped the ball in. We've done that so well all match. So um, we might have won by more. Who knows?
0: Well, for me, first of support- all... Go ahead, George.
1: Yeah, sorry. The St Kilda supporters would be uh, cutting their wrists after the bouncing ball in front of the goals in the 2010 uh, grand fi- first grand final as well. So they're well acquainted well- with those situations. Yeah, the other the other thing, though, if I was a Saints fan,
2: I would be um, even more annoyed. At the end of the game, I almost had a heart attack doubly, double time when Viney ran past, um, uh, on the very last kick of the match, ran past Kent. And I thought for sure yeah. he was going to call 50. Um, which would have put Kent about 40 metres out. I was having Bacchanara flashbacks and of all players to have a shot after the siren, Kent. Oh, he would have loved that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, he had virtually no impact on the game, Kent, And um, he, and, yeah, it was... As bad, it was as close to the player and in the zone as the one Tomlinson gave away. I thought, um, not just quite as evident. So, yeah, I reckon the Saints fan that I'd like to point that out for any Saints fan who happened to be listening to this. <laughs> I, I,
0: I doubt we have any Saints fans listening to this, and if they are, well, welcomed to the show. But, um, yeah. yeah, I really hate that rule that, that, uh, in what's it called? It's infringing on the. I don't know. What's the, what's on the protected wrong? on
1: the protected zone. Yeah,
0: the protected, the protected zone, zone area. Yeah. I really hate that rule. I understand if they're, you know, if they're actually infringing and getting in their in their space, you know, yeah. where it's yeah. where it actually affects something. But five meters away, you know, they're running past it. What are they meant to do? Are they meant to just disappear? Like, as soon as I think Gray Viney said this you know last year at some point, you, know, what are they meant to do? they They can't just vanish in th- into yeah. thin air. I know that you've got to run to the side, but he, he's running down to you know he's he's playing he he's he's got to get down into the back line to to protect a, a space. Uh, what's he meant to do?
2: Yeah, you can't catch COVID in five metres, so you know what's the possible <laughs> problem could it be that distance?
0: You know, I understand if he's right there and he actually does something to stop him the guy from playing on or something, but he was nowhere near him and yeah, uh, look, just thankful uh, that it didn't happen to Viney. I'd hate to lose a game under you know from a 50 meter penalty um, like that. Um, going back to the Petrarca one, my, my problem really isn't isn't the um, the the goal it, it, for me. It was a clear goal. My problem was the actual uh, mark that was denied. Um, mm. You look at the slow mo replay; it is an absolute mark. It happened to him another time a bit earlier and i think it happened on the wing to, to brown maybe took a mar- an easy mark that i thought was a mark and they called touch and I, I didn't look at the replay in the slow-mo for that one but there were a few times they they made some horrible calls or non-calls or whatever but it, it not only did petrarca mark it, he was also being held uh he, the guy was over his shoulder he chopped the arm uh there were about four free kicks he could have been paid then um but anyway, that was my uh, that was my thing on the Petraka incident. Oliver. Um, uh, Clayton Oliver um,
2: yeah. Before we move off um, Petraka. The um, in my file for um, most disliked media people uh, is Brendan Goddard. <laughs> is, is certainly in there, and he did the ABC radio coverage of that game. And would you believe it? Did not give Petrarca a vote. He's kicked for. <laughs> goals um, and he didn't give him one of the votes Um, just
0: we know what the problem is with some of these guys and I think they're looking at the stat sheet and I think that's a that's a real big no-no you can't just go off the stat sheet Um, and I don't know if even if you guys saw this um, over the weekend they they highlighted this where champion data um, had a um, had something from the Fremantle game Fremantle versus the Giants game and uh, the least ranked player was that uh, Ricardi who who kicked four goals uh, based on their stats I don't know how they work out things but he he was the lowest ranked ranked player for that game and, uh, I mean the guys had 15 disposals and kicked four goals how can that be so stats don't tell the whole story and i think sometimes these commentators look at the stat sheet and probably saw petrarca only what did he have 15 possessions or something yeah and and has just disregarded it for for that i mean you don't have to have 28 possessions um to be one of the most valuable players on the ground
2: oh particularly when you kick 50 percent of your team's goals and including the match winner
0: (laughs) the match winner yeah um, uh, Clayton Oliver he, he he had a quiet game last week um, and once again he started relatively quiet uh, in this game as well but I thought he was just immense in that last quarter I think in the last quarter alone he had 10 possessions uh, 6 contested uh, took him to 26 possessions for the match 16 contested, 21 pressure acts uh, for the match um, it's just remarkable um, and we'll talk about the last two minutes a bit later on, but there was a good piece of play in there where he sort of was just really composed and ran through traffic and um, and got the ball out to Langdon. I thought he had a terrific last quarter, big man.
2: Uh, he was fantastic, wasn't he? And particularly after a, um, a relatively quiet first half, and I think I heard them say on the coverage that you know near the end of the second quarter, maybe he'd only had three or four kicks at that point of the game, or yeah. Yeah. Um, certainly very few. Um, I, I thought he was fantastic. You know, it was similar to, I can't remember, maybe it was the Suns game where he really imposed himself, um, as did Petrarca, on the contest. And, you know, the thing that we've talked about for a few weeks is how much distance he's getting with his kicks forward. He's, you know, powering out of contest. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, he kicked that one to Petrarca, didn't he? Um, the he one did. At um, And that's exactly what you want from your um, best mid is to. Get full value for these um, possessions uh, and that the kick after the contest. I think one of the stats um, uh, that they had on the Melbourne website was he had uh, led the um, the game in what's the stat? It's a funny one. Uh, where is it? Um, first possession nine. So okay, I presume that's first possession after a stoppage, um, and. That's nine, nine of them, and he often gets that um, two, three steps away from the pack now, and, and a forty, fifty meter kick. And he's such a um, much better kick when he's getting distance because he does get good penetration and he gets good depth. Um, he's kicking. His weakness on his kicking is when he's trying those little dinky short kicks. He doesn't seem to have the control. But um, when they ask him just to release the ball long, he's, um, you know, he's a technically a pretty good kick when he's really um, giving and a good
1: uh, hit.
0: Uh, George, anything to add on, uh, on Clary?
1: Yeah, I, I thought he was um, actually changed his game style uh, during the game. Um, I, I remember writing down some notes in the first half that said, that said stop the short stuff again, short handballs again. Um, there seemed mm-hmm. to be a preponderance of that. And then uh, certainly in the second half and particularly in that last quarter, he changed to um, uh, using his legs again and um getting out of the breaking out of the contest and then doing the handball or taking the kick. Um so whether he's told to do that by the coaches or whether he did it himself, but he's certainly a, a much, much more damaging player than um just the simple short handballs that, that we've seen a lot of in the past. Um and he needs to uh, keep developing that because that's gonna make him a, a truly great player. But thankfully he was there in that last quarter there are, Binman's talked about a couple of those telling possessions, um, just getting the ball out to out to Langdon and one out to Vandenberg and then when he broke out to pass it to, to Petraka as well. Um, those those were super critical in the context of the whole game. So um yeah, he was he was fantastic in, in in that last quarter and probably saved us just by being able to get hold of the ball and denying the opportunity to St Kilda.
2: And the, the other thing that he was excellent in the second half as was the team, um, and I think we had 11 tackles in the first half and 25 uh, in the second half, um, which is uh, obviously a lot better in terms of pressure. Um, but. Uh, the criticism of Goodwin last week that I certainly made was, um, you know, getting the team up at halftime when we were flat with a lucky lead of eight points and coming out you know, even flatter after halftime. I think that's a reasonable criticism that he has to wear, um, obviously, the players too. But, um, you know, the flip to that is credit where credit's due. Um, they played terrific in the second half, and he was a great example of it. He had a, a, a flat first half and was able to take his game to a much higher level. So did Brayshaw, so did a number of players. So, you know, from that level, I think a lot of credit has to go to Goody and Richo for getting the boys in the right headspace when they came back out, because um, yeah. particularly after how they finished the first half, how Dispiriting that last minute or oh, forty seconds of football was to come out and um, be focused and switched on in a game that's everything to play for. Um, yeah, credit where credit's due. They did the job, and and Goody must take some responsibility for that as well.
0: You guys make an interesting point that um, that Clary sort of changed the way. Uh, after half time, the way he plays, I think his default is, is to do those quick handballs out, and so I think someone must have had a, had a talk with him because he certainly changed uh, the way he was playing in that second half. Um, just in terms of our midfield, uh, again we sort of lost that uh, clearance battle uh, in the in the middle. Uh, man how did you see sort of um, our our mid uh, in the um, work in the middle or uh, out of the middle um, in terms of our matching up with them so sort of still uh, sort of sort of got first use of the ball every time um, our hitouts were about 50 um, 50 for the game so how did you see that sort of playing out
2: yeah the it was interesting the um, tackle numbers I think it was only two in the second quarter from memory and yes. um yes. But it's sort of hard not to think there's at least a partly a tactical aspect to that because um, I think Viney went to steal in the end uh, and certainly in the square he, he played in from the center square. But, I, you know, maybe it's the way we have the defense set up. George is probably better sort of to speak to that. But, um, uh, it tactically didn't seem to concern them too much it didn't you know they didn't break glass and in case of emergency and bring someone else in or didn't seem to change their matchup in fact they put, track for uh, forward more often I, I, I'd love to see what his numbers were in this game but my suspicion is he played more forwards you know rather than putting him in the middle to try and um, break their dominance but they weren't getting any value for their for those clearances um, and another stat from that was I thought was really interesting um, from their center square they had where is it the um St. Kilda had sorry uh, where is it? Can't see it. Forward half possession. So twenty six forward half possessions. Um, and goals. I can't see it. So, but they, yeah, they just didn't seem to make um much benefit from their um from that dominance. Um, but it's curious That's two think- weeks in a row, three weeks almost, that the oppositions beat us in that area.
0: Were you looking for the uh, goals per inside fifties? Um, the percentages. Yeah, no, from um, Melbourne twenty seven. Yeah, Melbourne 27%, St Kilda 15% um, from uh, inside 50s. Um, uh, yeah, that just on the tackle one, we had 11 in the first half, I believe it was only two in the second quarter, uh, but then 25 uh, after half time. so we certainly lifted the intensity uh, in that respect. Um, uh ed langdon unless george did you want to uh add anything to um our, our center work in no, in no of-
1: I, I think bin man hit it on the head the uh, center cl- the, the uh, clearances from the center ball ups were two to eleven um but they didn't apart from that one where track left um steel unguarded on the wrong side um, with 21 seconds to go in the, first, in the second quarter. Um, they really didn't get much dominance out, out of there that they should have with, with that many clearances. So they really should have scored so much more. But um, I think the other thing that we're seeing is that um, uh, there's been talk on the Demonland side about whether harm should be in there as a tagger. Well, I think Viney might be taking on uh, that new role. He certainly started off on Jones and then was moved to Steele um to limit their uh, effectiveness and um i think that's uh, that's starting to look like a plan that's working very well because Viney on his own did i don't think got a great number of possessions but um uh, still was certainly the um the go to man for them and uh um when when the chips were down we had Viney in there again working hard so um yeah it, it'll be interesting um what what system they play up play um against sydney this week just uh, i found the status just scrolled up not down but the um
2: they had center bounce to inside 50 we only had one and they had nine that's a huge mm-hmm. differential so i presume that means straight out of the center in, into, inside their 50 just another sort of testament probably as much as anything to me but the entire back line and i thought lever was fantastic um, and the centre bounce metres game, which is, is a stat that I've not seen before and it just goes to show how much stats are available that the fans don't get hold of. Um, centre bounce metres game with 480 metres to St Kilda and 107 to us, and, you know, mm-hmm. more, way well, more than four that, times.
0: Is that taking it off the centre bounce clearances? Because if you're just going on the clearances, which were 11 to two, You're going to have that lopsided uh, thing for 480 metres gained by St Kilda to our 107 uh,
2: metres. Yeah, I I suppose it lines up with the centre bounce to inside 59 to 1, you know, each is maybe 40 metres. But the commentators were making that point, weren't they, that they were kicking along inside 50 and um, we were just defeating them in the air. And, um, you know, that's how often is that? happened to melbourne in the last two three years where you know fans are going bananas you know stop kicking it to the hot spot and having the opposition you know take it away and you know we're also ground balls um post clearance with 13 plus so we were good in the air and good on the ground um and they didn't seem to have a tactical answer to it so you know again credit to goody uh and you know Ratton didn't have a good day in the box i don't think
0: yeah and look, Goody should get uh, some credit. Uh, Every Iron's pretty quick to, to jump on top of him when we have a loss. Uh, but uh, most of the time you don't really hear the kudos, uh, or the, he doesn't get the kudos uh, when things go right. And I think uh, he did did a few things uh, right this week. Um, they certainly look like they prepared, and maybe that was some of Richo's involvement, knowing St Kilda. Um, but for uh, that, we don't know. Um, Ed Langdon. Continues to impress. Uh, love his two-way running. Uh, been saying it all year. We've not had this type of player in a very, very long time. Twenty-eight uh, touches, eight eight marks, uh, which was good. He took a put his body on the line a few times. Uh, Four hundred and fifty meters gained, um, and I thought hit was hitting more targets as well uh, with his kicking this week. Uh, I was very impressed, uh, George.
1: Yeah. I, once again, when I look back at my notes from the first quarter, uh, they simply said Langdon getting leather poisoning and um that was that was certainly the case um he, he was fantastic and it was interesting listening to his um uh, radio interview today on uh, SEN I think it was um yep. uh, talking about how he's um sort of it took a little while to get into the uh the swing of things and the game plan that the that the team is um using um so yeah I, I'm very glad that he's uh uh, seeing it that way, um, I think the other, the other um, telling thing about Langdon is that uh, the message is getting through to people like May and Salem and Hibbert, that Langdon, Langdon's always an out option because he's he runs to space and spreads so so beautifully. Um, When you're in strife, look down the wing and you'll see where Ed Langdon's opened up the space for you to to kick to. And that was certainly something that as an option we didn't have last year. So I think he might be one of the best recruits that we made um, at the end of last year. Glad to have him here.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, I, I didn't have notes on uh, on the other the other wingman that we got over. Um, I didn't uh, write anything, but I was much happier with his game this week. I thought it was one of his uh, Adam Tomlinson, uh, one of his better games uh, for us. I um, much prefer him sort of more up the ground. He did sort of float back into defence and took some good marks and had some good possessions off half-back, but I much prefer him sort of in that, playing that role than playing sort of a, a man-on-man uh, role as a defender. Uh, Be man, what, what are your thoughts on Tomlinson?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. I said a couple of weeks ago that the move I'd make is Jones out. Um, Tomlinson to the wing and Omac back in because he's not a defender and. Um, um plays that deep well role where he played it really well, with alternating off Marshall um, Membre, Membre and um, King allowing May to, to have the game that he did to an extent, um, supporting him in it at the very least. Tomlinson couldn't have done that, so Tomlinson is actually not that flexible as a defender. He can only play him as a high halfback. Um, They couldn't have done that this week which is why um, Oscar came back in Um, but he's better up the ground anyway. Um, Playing on that wing then he can drop back into the defensive hole. As you said he took a couple of really telling marks. Um, He's not the quickest but he covers ground. Um, Don't know what he's tracker suggested he ran but he'd be right up there um in terms of distance covered i'm sure Um, and he's quite a penetrating kick when he's got time to release it he can carry the ball 50 60 meters pretty easily so yeah i thought it was his definitely his best game for the D's, and um um, he um yeah he, he performed his role and again it'd be probably useful to see what sort of distance he ran uh, just on that distance he ran, um, someone posted on Demonland or distance run. Wiedemann had the second most kilometres in the game, which is amazing, really. Um, it, was
0: just it was completely I surprising. saw him a few times he came up sort of deep into sort of defence or up the wing to take, take, get, take a mark. So, yeah, I'm not surprised uh, about that. I, I wouldn't have picked him to be the, the second uh, most, but, uh, yeah, I'm not surprised that the numbers were up. Um, and another, I didn't have notes on and the two, maybe I'll quickly talk about, uh, OMAC cause you mentioned him, um, I don't think he had his best game, but what I like about OMAC being in the team, I think it, it does, it, 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 sort of, it, it allows May and allows Lever to play sort of a different role. Um, and I thought we sort of, uh, missed that a little bit. Um, when he wasn't in the team, um, I don't know, I I, I do like Omac being in the team, and I know that he, he cops it a lot, Omac. but um, I think he adds something by sort of allowing uh, some of the other guys sort of to play a bit differently. Um, I'm not sure what you guys think about that. Uh, I know, Man, I know you're a fan uh, of, of Omac.
2: Well, I think that's spot on. <laughs> I think there's something about the way he plays that people have a visceral reaction to because... Um, you know, last week um, Tomlinson got six possessions. No one said a thing. You know, mm-hmm. this week Oscar McDonald doubles that um, and barely put a foot put, put wrong in the last quarter mm-hmm. and not at all. Didn't have a turnover, uh, stepped in and out of traffic, you know, because it's, uh, I at the end it's fantastic as well. for me. That looks great. For others, it's lucky, even the commentators talk about sort of they'll talk about the defenders and forget that he's there um as i said before we came on he's like the george bess he's the fifth beetle <laughs> Yeah, it was, it
1: was it was interesting if you heard uh lever's interview as well today uh he was asked about um uh omex uh getting into the side and lever made the point from his own perspective that he's got to um uh, Lever has to um be prepared to take on the um the second best defender but he said when Omex there that means um he gets number 3 and can do what he wants basically in the back line. so um yeah i i think it, in in this sense it was a it was a good selection because the threat of um of memory and king and one of the resting rucks going down there meant... Uh, that we did need the three tools, um, def- definitely needed the three tools. If we'd only gone in with the two, we really um, would have really struggled. Marshall was had, a…
0: They would, have had to have used Tomlinson. they would have had to have used Tomlinson yeah. down there um, yeah. and said Tomlinson's better up the ground, so it was the right uh, move, a selection Yeah, it would move. have been the
1: old… Yeah, the old uh, robbing Peter to pay Paul again that we've seen so often up the forward line, but it would have been the same thing down the back line. So um, I don't think Oscar copes well with the um, uh, the high press like St Kilda ran. You know, he, he's looking for an out all the time. He's not the hasn't got a great deal of depth with his kicks and. Um, the way their um, defensive forwards operate they work they're right in his face so he always looks horrible simply because the the pressure's right there Um, but that could be a confidence thing but um, while he's bringing the ball to ground and denying opportunities for the tools to get the goals themselves um, that's what he's paid to do so yeah he'll be around yeah and he led all close to lead the one percenters again and um,
2: you know, people don't rate that stat because I don't think they know what that stat means. So uh, the club does yeah. it, so, um, And, um, you know, he may not play this week if it's not a matchup. And maybe that's the role for Oscar this year is he plays when there's a matchup. But to me, it makes sense structurally. And, uh, yeah, I much prefer yeah. Tom up the ground. Yeah.
0: Well, all my junior coaches always rated 1% as very highly. Yeah. Um, I think that was my best stats uh, back in the day. Um,
2: (laughs) (laughs) I got best clubman, but
0: I... uh, Trem Rivers, um, I really like this kid. Uh, I was disappointed a few weeks ago when he was dropped. Uh, I think he's really impressive, great poise, he's tough, uh, uses the ball well, can take a a good grab. Uh, For mine, he stays in the team, uh, you know uh p- plays well above the the fact that he's only played uh five games um 16 possessions this week six marks three intercept marks um i'm happy for him to stay in the team um uh, george
1: yeah he's he, the, the commentators were giving him plenty of kudos during the game as well if i recall and uh, for good reason he's he's an excellent kick and he's got excellent vision and um i think uh at the end of this season, we'll be very glad that um, we put the games into him because I think there's going to be a, a, a permanent role for him down there. Um, when we've got Salem playing off one side of the ground and Rivers off the other, we've got yeah. two excellent kicks that can deliver further up the ground. Um, at the moment, he's you know, he's played five games and he's a young kid and that's probably why he was dropped. You know, You just can't. Can't um, grind them into the ground at this stage. You don't want to lose that talent, but he's got the talent. So, um, yeah, he he was fantastic, and and even in that last two minutes that we'll talk about later on, he he laid a, an absolutely critical tackle as well to to deny the opportunities to the um, to the Saints. So, um, yeah, it'll be a great experience for him winning winning in a game like that as well. Yeah, he's fantastic, isn't he? And. Um... One thing
2: I really liked was he um, made a turnover at one point, but still didn't go back into his shell and kept attacking. He's uh, he's got a really nice depth on his kick, um, uh, and his pace was super important. I thought um, he's looks young too, doesn't he? He's, um, so it's, you know, as you say, George, he's just a young fella in his first season. What well, that's his fifth game or so, isn't it? So yeah, uh, the, the club's done pretty well to get Rivers Pickett. Um, Jackson uh, all playing Um, so yeah he looks something that we really need which is speed off that half half back line and uh, most importantly from my perspective uh, he's an excellent kick Uh,
0: and good Credit to the rest of the back line as well. We, uh, you know, held it together despite, you know, an overwhelming, uh, forward 50 entry deficit, uh, 46 to, to 30. You know, ball did keep coming in there and, uh, you know, May, you know, combined with, uh, Lever, who had 13 spoils, uh, Hibbard, Salem, you know, just kept rebounding at, uh, the ball out of defense. So, you know, credit to, to all the, all our back line. I thought, uh, it was, a really, really solid effort from all of them.
2: Yeah, one of the um, best defensive efforts for many, for many a game, really, wasn't it? Yeah. It just was,
0: yeah. Uh, Maxie, I thought it was a tough ask. I pretty much did the rucking all night, you know, against Ryder and Marshall. Um, you know, they slightly won the hit outs, They won the clearances. uh uh, both, both of their rucks managed to go, f- you know, had the luxury to be able to go forward uh, when they were resting, both snagged a goal. Um, you know, luckily for us, uh, you don't come up against two-prong ruck attack like that uh, every week. Um, but I thought, you know, Maxi had a pretty reasonable, reasonably good, good game uh, coming back after the stint on the sidelines. Mm. Um, and kicked a goal. Yes, he did. Sorry, I forgot about that. Yes, he did kick a goal. (laughs) And and he
2: kicked it straight.
0: Yes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This camera angle, though, from behind, it was hard to tell anything from behind where where it was going, so sort of happily watching the umpire put the two fingers up. So, yeah, it was a good bit of work. And as George pointed out, in many ways, you know, it's easy to think about the last 10 minutes of that game, but it was really one in the first quarter. Um, our accuracy, we've talked about accuracy for weeks now, haven't we? And um, at the end of the day, that was the difference. The inside 50 differential was, I think, 11, wasn't it? So, or more maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and that accuracy uh, was so important. And as George noted before, the kick right from the beginning, the first goal we kicked, that he flushed that ball, Petrarca, from probably mm-hmm. on 60. Um, and, we, and the other one that I thought was fantastic was in the second quarter, um, Brown's kick from the boundary line. Um, mm. Yes, yeah, it, it just really it's so important you don't get those goals you don't get the momentum well, we, we don't win the game that's
0: obvious well you saw what happened to them because they missed a couple of howlers that they should have kicked memory missed two easy ones that he probably would have kicked when they were playing it at a uh, colonial stadium uh, whatever Marvel <laughs> stadium whatever it's called um, but yeah didn't kick them and um, you know that's thats lost them the match in the end uh, but Brown. Um, I'm going to talk about the full I line in a
1: second. Uh, what? Go ahead, George. Yeah, sorry. I, I was just going to add a little bit more with Max. I I think we've got to be very careful with Max. Um, I, I don't think he was fully fit for this game, um, and he was he was you know he was used for pretty well um, the whole game that I could see. I think Brown only um, Brown did a bit of ruck work in the forward line. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he—he was—it was—it was a tough, hard game for him um, against two Ruckman. I think we've got to be very careful um, in the heat, as well. In, in, in the heat, as well, and get and we're going now, going up to Cairns. Um, that you know, I, I've been banging on about this for ages, but. Um, Bruce is, is is a capable ruckman can hold his hold his uh, place, and St Kilda have shown, you know, Ryder's still very athletic. Um, uh, doesn't spend a lot of time on the ground, but when you when you slide one of those big guys forward, um, they they can be very threatening. I mean, Marshall had the chance to actually win the game in that last two minutes. Um, he, he was still still as tall as he was at, in the last two minutes as he was in the start. Uh, took a telling mark but wasn't able to convert. And if he would converted, it would have been a different different result for the game. So um, uh, with with the, the the temperature, I think we've got to be careful that we just don't run Max in the ground off a four-day break uh, before we get to the serious end of the season. I, I just can't see doing it though, George, in terms of the structure. Uh, like,
2: um, it's just the structure's too important for Goodwin game plan. And I can see them thinking about Resting him and playing Bruce because um, who's the ruck for Sydney? Is it Sinclair? Sinclair, yeah. Yeah, I mean uh, Bruce can take Sinclair, and um, you know I don't want to suggest that we take this game in any way lightly. But four day break after this, Frio, um, you know maybe it is worth considering resting him. I know we'll talk about the changes later, but um, just on Maxi, the um, thing that. I love about Maxie is the the question mark at the beginning, even from some Melbourne fans was, as captain, would it be able to drop the um, jokes, to, the whole you know that whole vibe, um, and he, I think he's captain captaincy this year has just been phenomenal his spirit mm. of the club, his uh, week in week out effort um you know he's already for me one of the best captains uh, in the time i've followed the club just in terms of his pure passion for the club and you know on top of all of that he speaks really well um you know he's uh he's there for our fans and for the media and um but you know making football he puts in hard on the on the um on the ground and we really missed him last week
0: Uh, yes, uh, we did. Um, uh, forward line, um, you know, um, I, I don't think we got much of our, out of our small forwards, uh, with the exception of some of the forward pressure uh, of denying the Saints the, the run and carry off the half bank, which is a signature of the Saints game. I, I just don't reckon we get enough out of them on the ground, uh, scoreboard pressure, um, uh, you know, once the ball hits hits the deck. Uh, George, how did we go go in terms of uh, tackling in, in our forward 50 this week? I know you you got a keen eye on, on that stat, um, um, how that yeah, forward's going. I think
1: yeah, it, it was one tackle inside 50 in the first half and yeah. that went up and we had five in the second half. Um, yeah, you, you're right, we're just not getting enough. Across the board, we're not getting enough pressure um, uh, from those forwards. Although I think this week they were playing a different defensive setup, um, so maybe the tackles weren't as critical. It was more about locking St Kilda in in their um, uh, in their backline for as long as possible to create the opportunities. So you you don't go as you don't play up as tightly on the individual man, but you you're certainly playing better as as a group. Um, but it was telling in that last quarter the uh, pressure that suddenly came from from those forwards was was what's needed for the other three quarters. Um, but I think uh, there'll be a few changes this week off a four-day break, and, um, and and as you pointed out, we're just not getting enough out of these guys. They're not the, None of them kicked a goal this week. Um, if it wasn't for, for Patraka up there and um, uh, getting half the team to score... Um, Brown, I thought, was okay um, in, in his role. Um, he, he presented well and bought, brought the ball to ground as much as as needed. Wiedemann um, gets his you know couple of goals a week and that's all the, that you can ask of a kid like, like he still is. Um, but, yeah, it's the small forwards who've got to do a, a lot more um, to earn their place in the side. Just on that, though, I think, George, you make a
2: good point about their role in terms of defensive spread because clearly that wasn't happening last week. We let um, the dogs switch and get out the fat side and, you know, we lost the game. Everyone saw that where you work super hard to stop St Kilda who play a very similar... Not exactly the same, but a similar strategy in terms of fastball movement, get it out um, and over the top of the press and allow their players like Hill and Butler to run into open space. We gave them no open space to run into. Yeah. Um, and on that, the, they had 36 uncontested possessions inside our forward 50, um, mm-hmm. which is remarkable. They only had 171 all up, so just a touch over 20% of their Uncontested possessions were inside our 50, which speaks to how hard those forwards are working to stop the switch because presumably that means they're just chipping back and forward, you know, trying to open up the ground either side, uh, failing to do so. So, um, you know, those players would have worked super hard, and Brown in particular, I think um, I mentioned before, Wiedemann had the most kilometres for us, I think, or perhaps the second. Um, that's, you know, that, that stat speaks for a, um, a lot of running, um, back and forth, stopping that switch.
0: Yeah, yeah, that 36 possession, that, that really shows how, how well our zone worked and it worked really well because they were able to chip it around in that forward 50. But once they sort of were trying to get out of there, they had no one to kick to. Um, uh, you know, every time they looked up on halfback, there was no one to go to uh, when they tried to switch it. Our zone seemed to migrate across the ground. So, so I think you're right. There was a lot of hard running and I think we've got to try and expect a lot of that eat, you know week in week out because it cost us sort of against the dogs so um, let's hope that they've fixed that mm. Um, uh, well let's talk about uh, the last five minutes uh, well I guess there's a bit of a comparison the the last five minutes before half time uh, versus the, the last five minutes of the game I don't think you can find two more diametrically opposed styles of game playing um in the in the just before half time we were, we were open we were not accountable we, we turned the ball over horrendously. Uh, I don't think we, we didn't lay a tackle in all of the five minutes prior to half time. Uh, coughed up three goals fairly quickly. Uh, and in contrast to that, the last five minutes of the game after Membry's goal, uh, we've locked up shop, you know, and we just pressured, harassed, we tackled, just complete opposites. Um, so I hope something was said, uh, or, or maybe, you know, the leaders sort of... Got into the ears a bit, but we sort of tightened tightened up uh, our act uh, in that uh, last few minutes.
2: A bit tough, though, in some respects. And I, I agree that we didn't have a great second quarter in terms of our pressure; it wasn't where it was. But I think the focus was on the zones and the running. And you know, the commentators made the note at one point that they just didn't look like scoring. I think they only scored, they scored two goals in that last five minutes and then they sco- scored the first goal of the um, third quarter. So oh, they okay. had three in a row, but one was on the other side of the, um, the break. No, it was actually... So it was um, four okay. in a row. Four in a row. Yeah. Yep. So it was
1: three.
2: Yeah, yeah. Know, yeah three that and one. Through. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, but it was the brain fade or whatever you want to call it, miss kick or from Jones was a heartbreaker because and then to allow that next goal to get them running out no one having no one on the defensive side of that contest was a shocker so it was 45 seconds of of not being switched on and so easily could have cost us the game so um but as you say andy the not just last five minutes of the game i I thought the whole second half um was just fantastic the effort because even as optimistic as I usually am after they scored that first goal of the second half. I was starting to think about the, uh, the fallout was, of the
0: game. Yeah, I thought there was going to be an avalanche. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I might play uh, a, a couple of uh, uh, the last 90 seconds of that uh, last uh last quarter, and then we can uh, chat about uh, what we saw there. Got steal they went after him, big time, Rachel managed to just squeeze the handle out to Melksham, Hunter Clark's got him, who's going to win this all-important clearance? Zach Jones went at it hard, got it out, Bradley Hill, huge chance coming up the Saints, can they get a mark
2: from the side, Billings' lead was good, Chance now behind,
0: stepped his way through. Here's Geary the skipper. Can he keep it going? Got it out to long. 47 seconds remaining. They need a mark. Marshall's down there. Oscar McDonald. There's the big man. And Viney gets it through to Oliver. Some big moments. Langdon back to Salem. Normally good by foot. Vandenberg's out. So's Melcham if he can be clean vandenberg is clean what's he got ahead of him handballs
1: it back to brown and brown goes back to langdon not
0: the required distance they got to bash it long and a free kick has been given away so 13 it's seconds left free kick. dougal howard's I'll just got kick. to go To take every risk, he's chomped up about four seconds doing nothing. Now he goes down the line, marked by Kent Sirens. (laughs) Oh, well, anyway, Sirens about to go, but uh, the internet (laughs) uh, dropped out then. Uh, uh, So, uh,
2: you meter was paid
0: yeah well i did i was just looking for that and we yeah we were lucky then um you know there were so many great things it was a uh, i'll just go these are my notes i took from this and it uh, these notes start from uh, about 20 seconds before that there was that great defensive mark from tomlinson uh, there was he handled it uh, there was a handball from oliver to langdon langdon's kicked down the line to max uh, max couldn't mark it but he made sure to go to the boundary side rather than back towards the corridor there was a great tackle by Viney on Steel. Salem laid a good tackle. The Lever spoil the Hibbard desperate tackle. Um, Spargo and Lever double team tackle on Geary. McDonald spoil. Um, then there was that great composure from Oliver as he got the ball. Uh, I think uh, I think uh, there was Oliver got it from Viney who got it on the floor. handball to Oliver. Great, you know Oliver weaving through traffic looking for the right pass, got it out to Langdon, out to Salem, who kicked it perfectly down the line uh, to Vanders. Uh, Vanders sort of got it, held it up a bit. He could have handballed over to Melksham, but he sort of wanted to uh, run the time down. Uh, Vanders to Brown. Then Brown kicks it back to Langdon. The, how that was called not 15, I do not know. I think definitely went at least 20 metres. Uh, Langdon's ki-
2: he called not fifteen as soon as um, he kicked it, so he it hadn't even arrived.
0: It, as soon as he, exactly, he he made he made a call without knowing where the ball was actually going to end up going. Um, you know, just judging from where Langdon was standing, but I don't think you you can't do that. You, you can't no, call it, it uh, that early.
2: And I thought Langdon was really clever to react as quickly as he did because he would have been in his rights to think, assume it was going to be pay to mark and um, stand there, get tackled. You know, turnover at that spot easily could have gone in, inside 50 and had a shot at goal.
0: Well, that's interesting. You know, when they do call play on uh, and the player doesn't hear it but then gets tackled. I mean, that should be dropping the ball, whether they heard that not play on or not. If they had time to do something, because one of their players early in the game had that happen to him, uh, where he's taken the mark that the umpire had called, not 15, not 15, he's just standing there thinking he has a mark and then got tackled. Um, I could have seen that happening to Langdon and uh, us getting kicked mm. for that. Um, but yeah, Langdon kicks along. Uh, and then there was that other disgraceful umpiring decision. That uh, Did you think that was a free against Milkshire? I thought it was uh, on No, I think it was a paid free. Well, considering that uh, Petrarca didn't get um, <laughs> didn't get the same uh, 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 the same type of free kicks for being manhandled, um, I, I think Melksham barely touched him. Anyway, um, and then uh, what was happening? It was it because of the way we had set up that? Uh, uh dougal howard just held on to the i mean why would you why wouldn't he just get it and kick it straight away was it because it wasn't we'd set up so well and there was no one for him to go to um because he wasted uh, quite a bit of time sort of,
2: of mental exhaustion really i, mean, I think yeah. for me that one of the things in that whole passage that um you know, in the in the Great Oscar Wars, one of the things that, um, you know, often pointed out was that if he gets torched or gets beaten, so often the, the defender um, is out of position because no one's putting pressure on the ball carrier. And um, when you don't put pressure on an um, AFL footballer running in towards 50, then, you know, you'd expect them to at least kick it to the forwards' advantage. In that last two minutes... Um, we put so much pressure on the uh, player from behind. The, the kick to Tom Watson, I think, was pressure from Hill. Um, the mm. last kick-in from that number forty-one for the Saints that um, that mopped up was pressure from behind. I forget who, maybe Rivers. Melsham um, was in in that mix. Hibbert was in that mix. Hibbert came back on with a badly sprained ankle to lay a huge tackle in that that last ninety seconds that we just heard. Um, the pressure from behind on that that last kick is just so important for the whole game. Uh, it was just really evident in that in that patch.
0: Yeah, um, I think this is the third time this year that uh, we've taken the the Bickies in a close game. Um, this one, the Carlton one, and uh, I guess you can label the Gold Coast game in that, even though we won by a couple of goals in the end. Um, oh it's good to see sorry
2: and the blues oh, yeah i yeah. mentioned the blues
0: um uh so i mean in, in previous years uh we're losing games like this so um it's good to get good to get the points in a game like this and puts us right back into the mix um uh, you know going into home um before we talk changes anything else you want to bring up from this game boys
1: I think you just hit on it then, Andy, that um, it not only won us the four points, that all of a sudden it starts to, because St Kilda didn't get another four points, St Kilda would have gone virtually to a top four position. Um, and the number of spots available at the bottom part of the eight, which is probably where we're going to finish if we're good enough. Um would have reduced considerably, but now we've got. I think it was after the weekend. Seven teams are vying for basically three positions at the bottom half of the eight. Um, so it, it just created those that extra opportunity for us um, in the coming weeks. And the, if we would lost this, it, it would have been. You know, it would have. Been, we would need to win four out of the last five now. Um, so uh, it, it was a good good result all round, apart from you know just. Just getting over the line. It, it did more than that. It was it was a really an eight point game in this case. Yeah, and there was um, a really
2: good result uh, the day before with um, um, the dogs getting beaten in the end by the cats. That so was uh, an important yeah. loss in the end for us. I was um, looking at that score um, board after the first quarter, thinking, geez, you know, they're going to um, leapfrog us." So, uh, yeah, I agree. It was a super important uh, win, of course, and. Yeah, just going back to Stephen May and what a terrific game. And that's Anne Langdon, if you think. They're two fantastic footballers to bring to the club the impact they've had this year. Um, May obviously came last year. Uh, and just on the defence, the, um, there was another stat that sort of, for me, really reinforced how effective um, the defence was and how important they were to that victory they had 26 forward half possession games to our 16 and forward half possessions are kryptonite for footy teams because if you win a possession, that's why it's such an important stat, you win a a possession, you know, forward of centre, you're a really good chance of scoring and the fact that they struggled to take advantage of that um that differential and, and hurt us on the scoreboard is really down to both pressure from behind as i said on that uh, kick inside 50-hour defensive structure and zone that made it hard for them to to find space to, to run into and lead into or, or run forward of the ball but you know really may and those bigs down there lever included um Omak just were, were fantastic
0: yep um, well let's uh, let's move on uh, looking at, at uh, the game we've got uh, coming up on Thursday uh, night. Uh, there was a scratch match played against uh, Collingwood back um, uh, back in, uh, back in our, our, our hub in Queensland. Uh, had a couple of big names playing in that game with uh, Tom McDonald. And Fritsch, uh, Fritsch uh, Fritch uh, had missed training uh, during the week or missed 10 minutes of training and uh, was punished uh, by being left out of the team. So I guess that sends a big message to everyone that um, I don't know what, <laughs> what he was doing or what happened there, but uh, yeah, it sends a very big message. Uh, he's kicked four goals in this this game. The Dees, uh, I think, have uh, run out uh, six goal winners uh, based on a la- uh, great last quarter um I think uh, from this report others that impressed uh what Corey Wagner Oscar Baker uh on the wing kicked a couple of goals and and Nev was good in defense and apparently they'll pleased with Austin Brad- Bradley's uh game <sighs> so uh with that uh any what changes are you guys seeing be I might start with you uh we don't know what what's happening with Hibbard you think he might miss um miss a game or, or, or more um so what, what are your changes this week?
2: Yeah, well, there's sort of, you know, there's always my changes versus goodies changes and after six changes, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> <probably>. <laughs> um, So I'll just go with my changes because I can be fairly confident they'll be wrong. So,
0: um, <laughs> Whatever I, you say, yeah, the opposite.
2: Um, I, I'd have Jones out. Um, I reckon he needs a bit of a freshen up. He looked a bit tanked to, to my <laughs> eye, but um, you know, that's... A very unscientific you know i haven't got his gps numbers in front of me so um but you know if he's going to get a freshen up two games in nine you know in the next what is it nine days is a pretty good opportunity mm. to give him that break similarly i'd give Cosy a break he looked you know, not quite a shadow of himself from you know a few matches ago but he's um you know he he needs a bit of a fresh number i reckon he's a young fella he's in his first season he's done well to play as many games so i'd give him a couple of games as well and that's no disrespect to um um the two teams we're gonna play but you know if we're thinking finals which they are all of the players are saying that that's what their um their focus is on um then you've got to plan for it and i want him fresh in the finals Hibbo's brain sounded really bad, so I don't think he's any chance of playing, um, and they'll give him at least this Swans game to recover. Hannon was given the opportunity uh, last week with the withdrawal, late withdrawal of Jones, and just hasn't taken it. Like you know, He might have worked super hard, yeah. so um, maybe that gives him some credit in the bank. I'm not sure, but his kicking was terrible. Uh, couldn't stick a tackle at all, and that was probably one of my biggest frustrations. He just couldn't nail him. They were running through him so i I think they all go out um i wonder whether banel might come in um again if they're thinking him for finals well he's got to get some game time into his um uh, legs and um you know so now's the time to do it um but you know he's got to play at some point as i say no disrespect to the front swans or Frio, but this is the time a chance to do it but if he does come back in, he'll have to be a lot more physical than he was in that crows game um I thought Hunt, but um, that was based on the sort of thinking that Cozzy might have done something serious, but by all accounts, he you know, just slipped in. So, as someone who's slept in more times than I've eaten dinner, um, I'm not going to hang him for that. So, I think um, Freddie will come back in. I think Bedford might come in for, um, um, for Cozzy. Cozzy. If not Bedford, maybe Corey Wagner, which will cause Demon Land to explode with the, the double Wagner, <laughs> the bad. Wagner stereo. Oh, I-
0: well, what do you think of Wagner? We didn't talk about him. I, I, I thought he was serviceable. Um,
2: yeah, I thought he was good. Didn't, you know, didn't mention didn't he's maybe he's the new fifth beater. Ah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, George. Uh, what are your changes this week?
1: Um, similar along similar lines. I think. Um, uh, this week we have to um, start resting players. It's. it's this is a this is probably the easiest um, uh, game that we've got until the end of the season. Um, Fritsch, you would think, would come back in if he's been a good boy this week. Um, I I agree with Binman. uh, Pickett looks spent. Um, I had questions over Spargo as well, um, except for the last quarter. Um, Hannon, I think, um, as as Binman has also said, uh, didn't take his opportunities. And... um, Likewise, I was thinking whether whether Bunnell has an opportunity to come in uh, for one of those up forward. Um, but I also think Bedford, uh, this would be the week that you um, give Bedford a run up forward. Um, um, I'd, I'd like to see us give Max a rest of whether it's Pruce or um, coming in. I, I just can't see us um, grinding him into the ground. And if we do make finals, you, you just don't want you know, a half-injured ruckman, solitary ruckman, going into the final. So we'll see what the coach coach um, will do. Um, he obviously doesn't take our advice based on what we've talked about before. Um, but yeah, I think we got I I, th- I think there's a couple up forward of, of um, uh, des- either deserving of a rest score or need a rest um, at this point. This this is the easiest um, game game that we've got. Um, uh, so. Yeah, I, I think we've worked uh, through the the other. Uh, sorry, the other the other one was Vanders, who looked very um, stilted this week. I, I'm wondering whether he needs a rest as you know, and or Jones. Um, one one out of those two, they didn't provide. Neither of them provided a great deal for us uh, during the game. So uh, we might have six changes again this week. I have one more. I 80s. I 80s. So the
2: the other in, mean, I reckon. And um, is, for me, a natural swipe inhibitor Smith. Um, And I just don't think he was nearly as bad as what um, many said he was. He was given a role that he's not suited for, I think, is that third big Oscar McDonald or Tomlinson's role that he's played. Um, I'd love to see him come in and um, sit him on Papley. Um, he's a gun, super smart player. Probably too smart for um, Smith, but um, you know, he's likely you know giving me a couple of goals, and that's that's fine. You know, maybe that's the KPI for Smith. But Smith um, has the capabilities athletically of going with him. And if he goes out with instructions just to wear him all game, don't move off his hip, crunch him at every opportunity. Um, he's tall enough and got a strong enough leap to make sure Papley doesn't mark in the air look to tackle hard um, and just generally make life super difficult for him. Um, He's a natural, and if it's not, uh, for me, I'd love to see him come back in and give it another chance. Uh, And if not him, Lockhart, who was pretty unlucky, it has to be said, to go out last week, but maybe they were thinking about resting him last week as well.
0: Uh, yeah, I always get a little bit nervous, uh, George. You, you were saying it's our easiest game. Um, you, I don't think you mustn't have been following the D's too closely, because uh, these are the exact type of games that uh, that we used to drop. Let's hope this is a, a new Melbourne, and because with these two weeks, uh, you know, in terms of setting up our our, our season, because we've got two, we've got. GWS, who I hope might be coming into some form, that's not going to be an easy game. And look, I'm hoping Essendon are out of it, but then again, in back in um, 2017, Collingwood were out of it, and look what happened to us in the in the last game. There, um, I, I don't want to go into the last match uh, needing to win a to true get in. Melbourne I want to thing. be in. true <laughs> Melbourne because you just know what's going to happen in that game. Um, so yeah, I'm I, I just getting a bit nervous. Uh, Saying they're easy games because they're not, and I hope the players don't take it as an easy game, because I think too too often in the past that that might have happened uh, just mentally in the back of their mind. So let's hope everyone switched on. Be um, uh, anything give you else you? For Thursday, Andy? Yeah, go go for it. Or if there's anything else in terms of the game uh, that you want uh, to talk about the the upcoming match.
2: Um, just the weather. It's going to be. Fairly cloudy, slight chance of a shower. Wind easterly fifteen to twenty kilometres, tending south to east to to twenty twenty-five during the morning, but becoming light in the evening. Uh, Twenty-eight degrees maximum, so that's perfect. No oh, rain,
0: no 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 rain, <laughs> rain-soaked uh, grounds
2: or howling uh, winds.
0: What about and- uh, we play? We play again a few days after that. Um, uh, what's the
2: What's the uh, prognosis? We, uh, we Monday. Well, it is there. Monday. Well, here we go. So Monday is possible shower. Um, three, mm. three mills. Um, twenty nine max. So nice and steamy. Um, yes. is that a night game. That one. I think it is a night game. Isn't it?
0: That one's yes. That's seven ten. I think, and this one's yeah. a four forty uh, game. So, and
2: speaking uh, yeah. Of and the, um, I they initially, I'm sure. 100% sure they were going to fly in, fly out of Cairns, but um, on the radio today, the interview with Melksham um, tonight was on um, 3AW and he said that they're uh, staying in Cairns between the two games.
0: Oh, that's that's fantastic. I think that's much better, much better for yeah. us. Uh, it's more settled. Uh, yeah, I like that. We get to train in the conditions as well, um, which, you know, uh, you know, can't understate that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that. Happy happy with that. Uh much better than the fly and fly out.
2: If Rich slip sleeps in that means he doesn't miss an aeroplane. Um and <laughs> just, uh, at least make it to the ground.
0: Uh yes, yeah, so our our run home um is v- interesting. Uh, I what what did uh, they took away off the AFL side unless I'm missing it completely the the ladder predictor. Uh, which was one of my favourite things towards the end of the year <laughs> last year. obviously had no use for it, uh, but going into that 2018 final series, I, I was had so many permutations going on. Does anyone know of any other ladder predictors out there, uh, with the exception of me having to create something of my own? Um, no, are there any I, ladder predictors out there that you know of?
2: No, sorry, but I did do um, some work on the different um, – Variables on who's playing when in terms of our... Give
0: me some some variables.
2: Variables. Well, I'm not sure about the statistic you brought to the table last week about a million to one if we lose all (laughs) five. But we have one the first one. And and I'm not sure how many eight-point games we get, but assuming they're all four-point games, um, so we're in the eight at the moment. our yeah. competitors for that spot uh um in the mix gws carlton less so now yeah. that they've lost that game but um carlton collingwood i'd say it, uh,
0: it's pretty much sorry. the the team's out of out of the, it's gws and bulldogs out of it at the moment and they're the ones yeah. compared, i don't think
2: yes, they're and Carlton, are equal. and the dogs so coming up the dogs the pies have got two games against the top 5 teams and those top 5 teams are set in stone so they're you know the b- the best five teams mm-hmm. in the um, Port Adelaide Geelong Brisbane Richmond and West Coast They're yep. they're locked in the top 5 are all yep. very strong teams the pies have got two games against those top two teams those top 5 teams and a bye um, the dogs have got one against the top 5 teams and a bye um, the saints have got one against one of those teams and a bye GWS don't have a game against any of those um, teams, but their four games include a game against the Blues, a game against us, and a game against the Saints. So no easy run for them. Um, And that combination of those teams all play each other once, I think so. Not not exactly so. One of them's going to knock out the other one. Um, I think St Kilda GWS is the last um, game of the season for them, I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah, and even if you want to include Eston, if you have a look at their draw, it's pretty tough. I think they play. uh, They've got tough ones uh, for the rest of the year, so that's why I've sort of ruled them out. Um, But we've still got to play. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I wouldn't rule them out um, completely because uh, this week they've got uh, Hurley back and Heppel back and they've got Danaher back as well. Stringers in the side that he wasn't in earlier on in the year, so um, yeah, then they're actually getting stronger towards the end of the season, so we wouldn't write them off at all. But they've only got the 20, they
2: got the um draw in the mix, so they're only on 26 points. Um, yeah, they would, I mean, god, if it comes down to Melbourne Essendon to make it, um, (laughs) I'm going on holidays, but there's nowhere to go. I'll knock on the neighbours' door to see whether I can stay there tonight or something.
0: um I, I don't want to get uh too far ahead of myself because that's always dangerous territory but uh if we fin- finish if we were to finish eighth um I don't like the prospect of uh, playing West Coast in a first final do we know and let's as I said really getting ahead of myself uh, do we know what's happening in terms of finals where they're being played is are they all likely to be played in in Queensland no, are we going to have to go to Perth? No, no, no. Or no. is that not it? A-
2: no, they're almost certainly going to be all. They might fly and fly out. for some in Adelaide is what of what is a good chance, I think, because they can't really play all of the games at Carrara and um, at Metricon and the Gabba. The uh,
1: Metricon's looking like yeah, you know, they're all they do, like- lost yeah. <laughs> Well, looks,
0: well like what the, about you? looks like yeah.
1: the cow. Looks like the cow paddock that it is outside.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, okay. Well, that, uh, <laughs> that Perth thing was a bit worrying, but uh, yeah, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We can talk about that in a few weeks or, or not. Um, uh, before we wrap this up, any anything else uh, uh, that's caught your eye this week?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was interesting. Both sides in this in this game um, only used seventy 77- seven. Uh, or 76-77 interchanges. Um, so I wasn't quite sure what was going on there, particularly in a, in a game um, that was you know hard, hard-paced and, and um, it, it wasn't cool by any stretch of the imagination. So I don't know whether they're, they're holding um, players on the ground for long periods of time. So I think Jones in particular was off the ground for a large portion of the last quarter. Wagner was as well. Um, so um, just just an observation. Yeah, the interesting. Other, the other sort of
2: thought I had was, you know, for a long time following the D's we've had you know one, maybe two max A graders, um, and really you know you know that you need to have three, four A graders to make it to that top level, uh, and then you know a good a good um, number of sort of middle-level B-graders to um, to help you get there as well. And we're sort of building the B-graders. I think George pointed out, it was a really good one last week, that you know we fall away pretty sharply after our best, say, 23, 24. Um, but when you think we've got Petrarca and what he's capable of at the moment, um, Stephen May, who um, I think will make All-Australian, Clayton Oliver, who's in career-best form, and he's already made All-Australian twice, isn't it? So um, Max Gorn, the best ruckman in the league i think he's gone past grundy everyone would acknowledge that this year um, and then you know jack viney sort of not too far away from that that level certainly an effort at four a graders in this team is um something that's been a long time in supporting the d's where you know the, probably the 90s late 90s is the last time we had four a graders i reckon
0: uh yeah 100 percent right i just uh, something that annoyed me um this week um, was on the footy show. Uh, remember we talked last week about May, uh, the, the, uh, amount of goals conceded, um, on him. Um, you know, we had, uh, i went through all the teams he only had one on him this week as well as uh, so he's had a remarkable uh, the last one two three four five six seven weeks or so he's had three goals kicked on him um so the footy show uh on sunday um maddie lloyd had the board up and he had uh, all he had similar stats but they've got it completely wrong um there was absolutely terrible reporting about these stats Um, they took basically just the goal stats for the game uh and not actual goals uh kicked on may so any player they thought that he was on uh or you know that they've given all their goals that they kicked in that game But uh, when you actually look at what happened in the game, uh, it it tells a different picture. First of all, uh, Josh Kennedy didn't kick a goal in round one at all and they had him having a goal. Uh, They've given a goal to Dixon, which was actually a free kick against Max in the ruck. Um, Lynch, who kicked three goals, and it kicked one of his goals when he was on lever. Uh, One of Hawkins' goals was on lever. Uh, One of Gunston's goals was on uh, Oscar McDonald um and also i think uh one of uh one of reed's goals uh for collingwood was uh he was on was a free kick against hibbard um so they've put up this thing saying how good Stephen May's been, but he's actually been even better than that because <laughs> they had completely the wrong stats, and so that that annoyed me. But uh, I don't expect uh, much less from some of the commentators out there. What were their stats
1: for uh, Daniel Talia from Adelaide? Then he would he would have been horrible.
0: Well, I don't no. know. <laughs> all I saw was uh, was uh, May's at that So yeah, May's got to definitely be in the uh, conversation for all Australian. I, I suspect he'll definitely get into sort of the squad, but whether he gets, uh, well, I guess we've got the next uh, four weeks. Uh, he's got to sort of stamp uh, his name in those books. But I don't know. I think he might. They might leave him out of that. Um,
2: as George noted last week, Andrews is probably ahead of him, but May's coming pretty quick after. I mean, that was one of the better performances I've seen, you know, from a Melbourne player just about. I mean, you take him out of that team, we don't win that game. Same with Petrarca. Same with Oliver. Any one of those three players gets doesn't play that game and I don't think we win it. So that just
1: goes to the influence um, of all three, but particularly May and Petrarca. Well, he's got uh, plenty of opportunities this week against Sam Reid to continue his um, uh, goal suppression activities. Um, I don't think Sam Reid's in any great form whatsoever, but uh, that's all Sydney can put up with it, put up with uh, uh, at the moment, they're rather decimated by injuries throughout. I think they've only they've got you know, probably eight or ten players who are out for the season, um, including Franklin, of course. So um, Stephen hopefully will uh, continue with his record. Yeah, and they're playing for you know they can be a wild card,
2: of course. Um, any team you've got to obviously be switched on, but you're starting to get to that stage of the season where teams converging or diverging in different directions. Final bound teams are in a particular mindset and the teams that are clearly not going to make it are thinking about postseason surgery and not getting injured and, um, you know, we're not far away from that yeah. in three weeks is the last round of the season. So, um, you know, that's when they start putting players away as well for surgery and drafting and, you know, all of that sort of thing. <laughs> and <at> one one <laughs> thing, Andy, that I had just with all of your uh, might on social media and your various the power of the demon land brand i was hoping that you might be able to drive a campaign that i'm interested in
0: oh go, go ahead
2: <laughs> uh, it occurred to me that um i found out that um they were talking about down the, the ground shots that they have the footage of all the down the ground shots to the club have them fed into um, the box i think we spoke about it three weeks ago um, Fox and Seven, they uh, have that shot, and the teams get the, that shot as well for their post game reviews. Um, and what I'm hoping that you'll be able to convince Fox to do on KO is to have a replay option of just the down the ground shot, um, uh, the full down the ground, so I can watch a full game of footy from down the ground, as the, the you know, the you could <laughs> call it the COVID Ponsford experience. Um, because, uh, would provide. I'd watch it. I'd probably be one of the few nerds that uh, would, but I certainly would just to see the setup. And um, I was watching Formula One last night, and that's one of the options. Is not down the ground, but the the uh, driver view, uh, and just pr- having a different way of looking at um, a sport um, is, um, you know, I think a terrific option. And last night. It, um, you know, the, there was less cameras and the um, ground. For me, it was a better viewing experience because you could see more of the ground and and you could see the setups better, the structure better, the amount of running the players did. Um, so yeah, if you could if you could start building momentum, I think you low pressure. I
0: think you overestimate. You overestimate the power and the reach of of Demonland. Um, uh, but I, I'm sure I don't watch much American sport. But I'm sure that they probably have options like that on their cable TV, where you can watch sort of you can choose your own angle. I, I have no idea whether they can or can't, but I would assume that that's sort of the case for American sports. Um, and in this day and age, I don't see why they can't provide that. Uh, the technology would be there, but I don't know.
2: That's what I want to hear, Andy. That's what I
0: want to hear. <laughs> All right. I don't know, <laughs> but, uh, if you can put if you can put a proposal together, I'll, I'm happy to, uh, <laughs> to to help you try and uh, get some traction there. All right, boys. Uh, I think we're going to end it uh, there. Um, thank you very much, uh, Bin Man. Thank you very much, George. Uh, much appreciated. So we've got a game on Thursday, um, uh, boys yep if you want to stay on the line just for a couple of minutes might discuss when we're going to do our, our next uh, our next shows uh, uh, after this uh, considering our compressed fixture uh, well go Dees, and we'll see you uh, next week maybe uh, maybe on Friday all right go Red